foreword and introduction of women of the french revolution this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recorded by celine major women of the french revolution by winifred stevens foreword the women of the french revolution is so vast a theme that hitherto even in france it has not yet met with anything like exhaustive treatment michelet himself admits that the title of his book les femmes de la revolution is misleading and that he has written of a few heroines rather than of the mass of revolutionary women a much later writer m adrien lasserre in his work on women's participation in the revolution says that he has found it impossible to cover completely a field so extensive the attempt which m lasserre has renounced cannot be made here all i hope to do is to give some idea of the rank and file of revolutionary women and of their famous leaders during little more than a brief period of five memorable years that period extends from may seventeen eighty nine until july seventeen ninety four with some glances now and then before and after one aspect of this subject of revolutionary women their connection with the secret societies of the day i have purposely ignored it is obscure and highly controversial unfortunately though these societies have been much written about and especially of late it has often been in a partisan spirit this book will constantly deal with parties but i trust not in the spirit of a partisan of the three methods of treating this subject the strictly chronological method the biographical and a classification according to the play of ideas and the modes and fields of action i have chosen the last though it has its drawbacks one of which is some slight repetition it seems to me that this method gives the clearest impression of the movement as a whole and of the part women played in it i have spent some time in the bibliothèque nationale consulting pamphlets published during the revolution and in the galerie des etampes looking through portfolios of contemporary prints otherwise i can lay no claim to having made any original research i have reaped where others have sown and gladly do i here acknowledge my debt and record my gratitude first to professor Olaf for the interest he has taken in this book and the help he has given me in writing it and then to the works of professor albert mathier m louis madelet m adrien lasserre m leopold lacour m leon abinsour le baron marc de villiers and other living writers on the revolution as well as to their predecessors who are no longer with us introduction Quote, les femmes furent à l'avant-garde de notre révolution il ne faut pas s'en étonner elles souffraient davantage michelet les femmes de la révolution write down the ten centuries of french history there have been few political movements in which women have not played some known part but never has there been one in which they have been so widely or so intimately associated as with the revolution mingling in all its most fundamental crises and most vivid scenes we see woman in her infinite variety women of every type class and occupation from the most ignoble to the most noble from the lowest to the highest women of every kind of attainment women of every shade of temperament women of the street women of the market police women blue stockings social butterflies club women platform women housewives mothers of families actresses flower girls servant girls salon ladies mystics prophetesses goddesses of reason not a tone not a semitone in the whole scale of femininity is unsounded 
from the vulgarity and hysteria of les insulteuses and les tricoteuses to the culture of a madame de stal and the calmness of a madame roland differing widely in status and in secondary political opinions these women were all ardent en civisme as the phrase went then the baser no doubt frequently because they were paid for it but others because they were passionately devoted to the public weal their views as to what constituted the public weal varied of course according to position intellect and training for the market women and housewives who took part in the hunger march to versailles on the fifth october seventeen eighty nine the public weal depended mainly on a plentiful supply at a moderate price of the necessaries of life for feminists like olympe de gouges it depended on the establishment of sex equality for enthusiastic girondists like charlotte corday on the overthrow of a political party and the death of its leader for democrats like madame robert mademoiselle de Keralio, on the establishment of a republic and there were a few who had a wider vision who although ardent patriots dreamed of an international brotherhood and of human solidarity among these rare spirits were madame roland and madame de condorcet who gladly welcomed into their salons and applauded in the parliament foreigners like tom paine and anarchasis clutz there was also poor tirouagne de mericourt the victim of an outrage perpetrated by her own sex who even in the ravings of madness was haunted by an overwhelming desire for unity among classes and factions and even perhaps among nations during this period of national upheaval while the foundations of society seemed to rock and reel french women displayed a faculty for cooperation and organization in public matters which they had never shown before and which they have seldom displayed since nowadays as they are the first to admit they lag far behind their british sisters in this matter a proof of it came to my knowledge only the other day when an international group of professional women applying for help to a distinguished frenchwoman received the reply that she was too much occupied by her own profession and her own family to take any part in the movement madame roland was an excellent maîtresse de maison and yet she never permitted her household duties to occupy her more than two hours a day she was her husband's secretary but she also found time to be the leader of a political party she was a woman of letters but when her husband was in ill health she found time to prepare all his meals with her own hand any one engaged in public work knows that it is always the most occupied who can find time to take on more work for the obvious reason that the more one has to do the better one has to organize many a woman of the revolution besides madame roland made this discovery perhaps this is one of the reasons why the woman's movement during the four years which followed the fall of the bastille attained proportions which in france it has never reached since these four years present us as we shall see in the last chapter of this book with a complete drama of feminism in four acts its dawn in the writings of that apostle of sex equality condorcet its zenith in the influence exercised by women in the revolution clubs and societies its decline when women fell into disfavor with robespierre and his colleagues finally its collapse when the anti-feminists of the convention closed the women's clubs and began to lay the foundations of the napoleonic code which was to constitute the most serious reverse ever suffered by the women's cause in any country but the majority of the revolution women were far from being feminists like olympe de gouges and claire lacombe or anti-feminists like madame roland and therese cabarus most of them were too concerned with the wider human interest to give feminism or anti-feminism a thought 
a conspicuous few supported the revolution by methods which were new as far as women were concerned they organized women's clubs harangued parliament and spoke on public platforms a still smaller group shouldered arms and one even wielded the assassin's knife but the majority were content to tread the more beaten tracks to exert their influence through their menfolk to bring up their children in revolution principles to knit socks and red phrygian caps for their heroes to make lint and bandages for the wounded to nurse in hospitals to encourage their men even in the darkest days by organizing fetes banquets processions and patriotic plays to beguile the tediousness of club meetings with songs music and dancing to sacrifice on the altar of la patrie their money and their jewels and when the need came to exercise that one political privilege which was never denied to them to offer up their own lives on the scaffold clever women of the leisured classes continued as long as they were permitted to exercise their influence in the time-honoured french way of the salon these revolution drawing-rooms served as a meeting-place for the leaders of the various factions and in them many an important programme was drawn up and decisive incident planned at the opposite end of the social scale the hooligan women of paris foregathered in the palais royal and suillery gardens and in the various markets of the metropolis there they were always ready to raise a riot whenever the commune or the sections or one of the clubs required it in the early years of the revolution women's assistance of every kind was constantly solicited by the men's leaders some of whom in those days were distinctly feminist in their sympathies the abbe Sayes would have given women parliamentary votes condorcet would have gone further and made a small number eligible for parliament the jacobin club entrusted to women highly important political missions the cordelier club listened entranced to feminine oratory and in that art members of the convention took private lessons from actresses the commune stooped to employ the lowest of women as insulteuses paid to hurl jibes at the condemned as they passed through the streets on their way to the guillotine even later in seventeen ninety four when it was a question of defending robespierre on the ninth of thermidor his faithful friend fleuriot lescaut demanded from the jacobin club de solides gaillards robust fellows femmes comprises including women during the first years of the revolution women were honoured for services rendered medals were struck to commemorate their achievements a banner was given them behind which they were to march to public ceremonies and on the banner was worked in the motto thus they drove the vile tyrant like a prey before them this honourable treatment continued as long as women were content to follow meekly in the wake of their lords and masters but as the revolution proceeded and as the women's political education progressed they committed the unpardonable sin they began to hold opinions of their own they dared to criticise their masculine fellow-workers not sparing the incorruptible himself the robespierre whom they had formerly deified henceforth in the opinion of their masculine fellow-workers they could do nothing right they were too hot or too cold too extreme or too moderate too cruel or too lenient they must be got rid of banished from the political scene thrust down and kept in a subordinate position on the thirtieth of october seventeen ninety three the national convention suppressed all women's clubs and societies in the same year it closed their salons on the ninth of november it met to discuss whether women were capable of exercising political rights the ancien regime be it noted had never denied this capacity 
from king philippe le bel's convocation of the first states-general in thirteen hundred two down to their meeting on the eve of the revolution women of property had from time to time not only voted for local and central assemblies but now and again as in the case of madame de sevigny had sat and deliberated in provincial parliaments now after five centuries women were to lose this right with women's help the jacobin members of the national convention had triumphed over their political enemies they could now afford to dispense with feminine assistance of the two champions of women's rights during the early years of the revolution condorcet was in hiding and sieyes who had been the orator of the constituent assembly in the convention had forsaken the platform for the silent benches of le marais when the proposal to deprive women of political rights was brought forward only one comparatively unimportant member spoke against it with unconscious irony these tempestuous administrators of the terror argued that the one essential qualification for all who would take part in politics is the possession of imperturbable equanimity it was impossible for women ever to attain to the eventual element of calm for women therefore there was no room in politics once and for ever the gentlemen of the imperturbable sex slammed the doors of citizenship in women's faces and with what result did the revolution purified from women's direct influence at once regain its balance let those who would know read the record of the convention during the next six months down to robespierre's execution so much for the effect of this measure on the government as for its effect on women themselves we have only to look at the type of woman who prevailed during the directory irresponsible empty-headed and frivolous the directory woman say the de goncourts fleeing from the seriousness that had attempted to romanize and sparticize her became a courtesan the women of the directory drew france towards their patron pleasure soon they were the mistresses the queens of a country which was plunging into luxury diamonds festivity and gallantry that country fell a prey to pillow government napoleon married a typical directory woman josephine Beauharnais whom he had met in a typical directory salon that of therese cabarus then madame tallien faced with josephine's debts harassed by her amours napoleon became convinced of the utter irresponsibility of woman he had no doubt that if social order were to be secured every woman must be as much the property of some man as a gooseberry bush is the property of the gardener consequently article three twelve of the code napoleon decrees that a wife shall obey her husband at fontainebleau or some other museum there is or was i hear the leather armchair in which napoleon used to sit when discussing the draft code with his councillors the leather cushions are terribly torn and slashed each rent represents a gash inflicted by this anti-feminist in his fury at his councillors attempts to persuade him to alter the draft of the articles in women's favour the articles remained as napoleon had planned them the code which deprived frenchmen of many political rights acquired during the revolution compensated them by making them tyrants in their own homes End of forward and introduction